0: enough by me telling you all that I was speedy <laughs> now I'm not referencing any type of or affiliation with any type of gang violence I don't do that, I'm a child of the Lord not to say those that do do those partaking those activities aren't children of the Lord but that just isn't my cup of tea when I say I was I mean that at a point in my life I was black and depressed now a lot of people one society makes it seem as if depression isn't a thing it's just you having a bad day quote-unquote And African Americans definitely don't think depression is a thing they treat it as if it's nothing nothing can be wrong with you you're fine you either need to go talk to god and pray about it or you need to stop doing what you're doing and go get active and get out of your own head but what many people don't understand is that Depression doesn't just happen, right? It happens because of multiple occasions of you either feeling isolated, people not understanding you, traumatic events occurring, and that pent-up aggression then is what causes you to fall into depression. And for me, mine really, really took off sophomore year of college and at first it it was kind of sort of freshman year but it really didn't get bad until sophomore year so coming into school freshman year my grandmother passed away on my birthday and just to give you all understanding of that day It was my 18th birthday. I was out with some friends. We were doing things that we didn't have any business doing, but it was a real good time. I remember being in the car and it was just pouring rainy. And we're on the highway. I don't know which highway we were in the city. In the city, when I say the city, I mean Chicago, because that's where I'm from. And then it just stopped. So I'm like, okay. I get dropped off at home, after having an ecstatic night, we had one to the movies, and then we went to the hood, and then they dropped me off back home. And I come up the stairs, pulling out my key, and before I could pull out my key, my oldest brother opened the door, and he was just like, grandma passed away. So just come from having the best time of your life to literally having the worst time of your life. All I remember is going to the bathroom and crying. <laughs> I've never cried like that before, ever. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't feel anything. Um, it really, really, really was as if i just couldn't breathe um and i i'm not the type of person to cry it's not because i see it as a sign of weakness but it's because i have always learned to look at the brighter side of things but that that particular moment that particular day i just couldn't understand i could i just couldn't understand it and her and our birthdays are full, 10 days apart. Hers is August 4th, mine is August the 14th. So I had literally just bought her presents, just bought her gifts, and just seen her the 4th. And I actually had went up there on the 10th to check up on her. And four days later, she was gone on my birthday. The night of my birthday, honestly. And it was highly ironic because it she passed at like 11.50 something. So that, within itself, and this was also the year a week before moving into school, because I attend University of Illinois, and I stayed in the LLC, which is a Living Learning Community. And they had us move in a week earlier. So I'll never forget. We buried her. She passed on the 14th. We buried her on the 19th and I was moving into school on the 24th or 22nd one of those days and I just felt completely hopeless like she was my reason for doing a lot of things I didn't come from a home that had a lot of money so When she had strokes and couldn't feed for herself, my sister and I was there to basically clean up after her in all aspects, cook for her, keep her company. And she really was what held our family together. Going to grandma's house, always having her cooking, always been around her, always laughing with her, and then one day it's just gone, you know, like, you just, it's just a feeling, and it's still now, it's a feeling that I can never really get over, but it's something that helps me through life. Um, So, freshman year, I didn't really go out One, because although I talk a lot and although I'm an open person, I'm also very shy when it comes to surrounding myself around people that I do not know. So I would just stay in the room and study. And college put on ten times more stress than I thought it would, especially with me coming in declared a, or a biology major in taking courses or well, mostly STEM courses I at one point just gave up I remember taking MCB 150 and although I did pretty well in the class it was just one exam where I completely bombed I think it was the second one and It was was second semester, freshman year, and I completely bombed it, and I just didn't know what to do. You know, I gave it my all, I stayed up studying, I took notes, I went to office hours. And normally within that realm of life, I would have my grandmother to confide in, and I didn't have her. And I didn't have anyone else to talk to. I didn't socialize, so I really didn't have any friends on this campus. And I just remember being in a bad mental space. I would wake up feeling hopeless. Like, What is the point of even trying if I'm just gonna fail? What is the point of being here? Am I fit to be a doctor? And it really was the the doubt that really ate at me that semester and particularly, I remember going on a civil rights pilgrimage and that really, really opened my eyes to a lot that was going on within society. But the only reason I went on that trip was essentially to escape from what was going on in my mind because it was something to do it was a break and then I came back and finished the semester and I thought that I was I was good everything was completely fine I go into sophomore year of college and I was taking genetics at the time and when I was taking genetics everything seemed to click until it didn't you know I've always pressured myself to be perfect Prada you have to be perfect you have to make sure everyone is okay you have to make sure that you're okay and you also have to feed for what you didn't have. So I was always in survival mode for whatever. You need to get A's and B's. You really need to get all A's, but B's are okay. You need to make sure you have this. You need to make sure you have that. You can't do this. You can't go party till this is done. My whole life was always planned out in my head, my own thoughts is what ran me to the ground. First semester, sophomore year, I remember taking my MCB lab, MCB labs, and I would be the only black girl. And a lot of my white counterparts wouldn't want to talk to me. So on top of me already dealing with not having enough self-esteem, I guess, or having high self-esteem and confidence within myself as is. I also had to deal with blank racism in my classes with where I wanted to learn. And on top of that, I had no one to talk to so it took a a real left turn when something occurred in my family it's kind of sort of personal so i don't really want to talk about it and from that point on it just went downhill um I just remember you know waking up and always crying and just asking God why and not really feeling grounded within myself it will be times where I would just not feel like doing anything not feel like talking to people and that isolation It's really what killed me. It killed me because. Like I said earlier. It was my thoughts. That crippled me. What you don't understand. Is what you feed yourself. Your body will adapt to. If you only feed yourself. Negative. Thoughts. And emotions. That's all that. Your body is going to. Gravitate towards. Like your whole body is not just going to be a mental thing. Like you're physically not going to be able to get up. You're physically, mentally not going to be able to think. And those ill actions start to wear off on the people that surround you. So from you having a negative mindset on things, everybody around you feels that negative energy. And they tend to not want to be around you. So then On top of you Already not feeling Good within yourself Now you're thinking Well what's really wrong with me If if my friends don't want to hang around me If my friends don't want to be around me What's the issue, what's the problem I'll never forget (laughs) Never forget I took my genetics exam And didn't do too well, but I talked to Professor Slouch, and he told me that you'll be okay and everything will be fine, and I went back to my dorm, and I was just crying, just crying, and at that point, I put into my own head that I wouldn't amount to anything because of all the failures on top of my personal reasons that was going on within my life. So, that caused me to be at a really, really bad mental state. You know? You go from excelling in everything, academically, personally, professionally, everything, to failing miserably, horribly, everything. And I'm not talking about school, I mean life overall, like nothing just seemed to be going right, Right. nothing, nothing, nothing at all. And on top of that, I didn't have anyone to confine in. So you really just feel trapped in a box with no lights and no way out. The key is in the room, but you can't find the key because there is no light. During that time, although no one knew because I, and I feel like a lot of people are good at hiding their emotions, So I could walk around as if heaven is on earth when in all actuality my mind is living in hell and no one will know. And before I continue my story, I want to dissect that aspect in life because that is a dangerous way to move and to think. You do not want your trauma, your pain, or emotions to consume you. Because once you put those ill thoughts inside of your head, it's hard to take it out because you put them there. You planted that seed and you let it grow. So now it's hard to chop it down. Because it's not just weeds, it's a full garden. What I want to say on that, or the story that I just told before I continue with the rest of my story, is to never doubt yourself. Never doubt yourself and never let what's happening today or a week or a month dictate what's going to happen in your life. Never let a semester, if it's academic related, dictate what's gonna happen in your life. People make mistakes. You fail. And, if, and if, you're in, if you were in my shoes, you fail miserably. But it's what you do with your failure that allows for you to propel forward. With me, given the way that, that semester was going, had I stayed in that same mental state of defeat, being nonchalant to my own emotions and not caring, I wouldn't be in college still. I wouldn't. Um, however, you have to switch and adapt to your new environment. You have to. If you don't, you won't stay. And from where I come, I can't sink. I can't sink because I know all the things that the people that I grew up with, grew around with, in my family as is, has been through. So I had to use that as motivation to bring me out of the dark place that, that I was in. Now it's not to say that to this day that I don't have my days where I just don't feel it. I do. I really do but you have to remind yourself your why when I was feeling dark and down and not really understanding what I was in this world for I had to figure out my why and will push me to do what Prada house does very well every single day what what will what allow for me to get put back on track? What allows me to be happy? who allows for me to be happy? And how am I feeling spiritually? I really didn't get in contact with my spiritual realm of life until this year and I can suggest that on many people that it helps it works it does being balanced and caring about your emotions overall helps so if you have to take a few minutes throughout the day to sit and get connected with a spiritual spiritual realm then do that if you have to disconnect and not talk to people for a while do that but make sure while you're doing that it's not because of isolation but it's because of healing it takes time to heal it took me a long time to figure that out only reason I figured that out was when I went on the civil rights pilgrimage second semester sophomore year and out of nowhere I just began to cry and it was in public, and I just told you all that I don't like crying in public. But I knew that that was a step in the right direction because I let it all out. I let out of my emotions, I let out what I was going through. I let out the pain, the hurt, the sorrow. I let it all out. And it was just ironically enough that I let it out in a church. <laughs> Hey, God, if you're talking to me, talk to me nicely or something. (laughs) But from that point forward, life on a personal level started to get better because I surrounded myself with good energy. Now, granted, I did slip up a few times where in my reference of things, I would say I played with the devil but that was because of my own personal choices and it didn't affect my mental state a lot of african-american families don't talk about mental disorders they don't talk about depression they don't talk about anxiety they don't talk about ptsd they don't talk about bipolar disorder they don't talk about it enough so a lot of people feel as if the emotions that they're going through is just a phase or it's just a day or they just need to talk to god and they need to pray about it when in all actuality you may need counseling You may need to sit down with your family and discuss what's going on in your mind. You may need to figure out ways to balance what's going on within your mental state and multiple revenues. There's a lot of ways to help yourself dig you out of the hole that you're in in your mind. And you have people that want to help. I can say that when I was going through my own depression I did speak to a counselor and it helped but it didn't really help so I found other revenues I am a very religious person so I did pray I did yoga and I meditated a lot in my last podcast I talked about being still the reason I emphasize that so much is because when you're still and you're silent you're more aware of your surroundings not just your physical surroundings but internally You have to understand that when you change what's going on in the inside, your light shines on the outside. If your lamp is too damp to glow on the inside, that means that you need to go back and figure out how to light it back up. People gravitate towards you because you shine like a star. You shine brighter than the sun. So, when you notice that you're not shining anymore like you should, that's when you need to go back in the shop and work on yourself a little bit more. Because you matter. You matter the most. The way that you feel, the way that you act, the way that you move, everything about you matters. If you haven't been feeling like yourself lately, you're not alone. A lot of people haven't been feeling like their self, lady. A lot of people have been feeling doubtful, lost, confused, questioning, day in and day out. It's been some days this semester where I've just sat and thought, like, this life that I live is not where I want to be. However. You have to change your perception of where you are. You move mountains by doing nothing. I'll say that again. You move mountains by doing nothing. By just being there, your presence alone moves mountains. So why... Not try to dig yourself out. If you can't do it by yourself, ask for help. People want to help. We have multiple organizations. When I say we, I mean people in the African American community have multiple organizations that wants to help. You have Bean. You have the Boris Loris. Lawrence Health Foundation, Therapy for Black Girls, Therapy for Black Men, the Love and Land Foundation, you have counseling centers, you have friends and family, people want to help, your cry is definitely not going unheard, but you have to want to heal In order to grow. the healing is not easy. It's not something that's gonna happen. Within a snap of a finger. But it's something that you must do. Because you have a greater story to tell. Your story doesn't end. On October. 26. Because. Of something you thought you were, when in all actuality, it was just because you had a few bad situations that you never dealt with. Never let the garden that you've grown get mistaken for weeds. because you're going to think that everything is dead when in all actuality you're full grown learn to love where you're not where you want to be because it'll give you that much more insight and gratitude when you are where you never thought you would be Life is crazy. I'm a spitting image of a crazy life. But you'll get through it. Some days you may cry just for no reason. But remember, that's only 2% of your day. You still have 98 more percent of the day to smile and love and laugh and prepare for what's amazing, depression. Sometimes it'll never go anywhere. You just learn to live around it. But each day that you wake up and you put your foot in the right direction, that takes courage. And you develop that from small things and small weights that you've carried on your back that just have become you. You have to forgive yourself for allowing yourself to doubt who you are, to doubt your character, to doubt where you've been in life. Forgive yourself. And know that from this day forward, you'll never be that person again. You'll never be the person that always worried. You'll never be the person that second-guessed. You'll never be the person that feels incomplete. Because each day, you're going to work to complete those voids. Life teaches you many lessons. And let that just be one of them. Don't let what you go through hold you back. You're better than that. I have faith in everyone because I know where I was and I never want to go back to that place. It's, it's not even the occasion that has happened with my grandmother or the occasion that has happened with school. It's been multiple occasions where you feel as if or where I felt I just, I'm not getting back up from this one. And every time I got back up. And when I got up, I looked. It's like, wow. I really thought that that was going to stop me. But look at me now. You'll be fine. It, It takes time to heal. But you'll get there. And once you get there, you'll realize how beautiful that pain really was because it gave you insight. So it is my hopes that this has allowed for you all to think. And know that you're not alone and that it does get better. If you need to talk about anything, I will always be here, always here to listen. Always here to give advice and always here to push you forward. Because thinking about what happened to you in your past or holding on to what has happened to you in your past is going to keep you there. We don't need you there. I need you to fulfill your potential in life. want to leave you all with a quote a quote from one of the greatest rappers of all time great personality he even looked good and just a genuine soul overall I learned a lot of life lessons from him continuing to learn him and his work of art And of course, it would be Tupac Shakur. He reads, It's the game of life. Do I win or do I lose? One day, they're going to shut the game down. I got to have as much fun and go around the board as many times as I can before it's my turn to leave. Life just isn't about the hurt and the pain and the trauma that you felt. It's about enjoying the little things. And note that in order to enjoy life, you can't always run away from your problems cause that'll be a running race you'll never win. Heal what you need to heal. Take time to unplug and balance and know that you have people that care And will never judge. You never lose. You always learn. Until next time.